0: And welcome back to labeled. I'm Ariel.
1: I'm John.
0: And we're talking about Couture. My favorite. I'm so yeah, excited.
1: Yeah, she's been waiting to talk about Couture because this past week, Couture Fashion Week has kind of well, it started and then I think now it's kind of ending, or people or some designers are showing the collection still. But she loves this. I love it too. I feel like a lot of designers are showing their creativity, but We wanted to kind of go dive deep into it a little bit and kind of talk about why couture is still here why it's relevant um why these designers are using this as like a marketing tool and also who is buying couture in this pandemic world that we're living in so there's people there's i mean yes i feel like now there's people after seeing the collections but even prior, I was just like, this is a lot. This is too much for, I mean, granted, you're spending basically a house. You're buying a house in no, the form of you're a you're buying a car. Okay, a car in the form of a dress. But
0: it's so worth
1: it. It is worth it, but it's like, what? You're going to wear it once
0: no. and, and
1: not wear it again?
0: Wear it around your house.
1: But if, if you... I mean, Do you follow Daphne Guinness, the heiress to the Guinness brand? No. Okay. So she is, obviously she's like the top couture buyer in the world. There was a documentary that I I was watching on BBC um, and she buys, you know, what is it? Alexander McQueen, she buys Chanel, she buys Dior legit, all she buys is couture. That's all her collections are made of. If you follow on her on Instagram, all her like styles and like all this stuff is like couture. And I'm like, she wears it once and then just keeps it as like as like an archive. And I'm just like
0: You can't wear it once. You gotta wear it again.
1: She wears it once and then she buys new ones she buys new ones every season. And I'm just like okay, you just spend a hundred thousand dollars on this this top or these, the skirt granite. that granted it has beading and like all this other intricate details in it and I understand the price I get it I get it but you just wore it once and you gonna buy you gonna buy another one okay well see that's what's
0: crazy to me is that like even the media is just like oh my god they wore something again like um Catherine or Prince or Duchess Kate, God's Okay, oh, okay, uh, Middleton. Yes, like she was wearing a dress like twice, three times, and people are like, What? It's like, Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. She's wearing something that was expensive and that you're supposed to wear again, again.
1: <laughs> but I think it's because they're celebrities or they're like people of influence. That's why they're expected to wear things more than once and not just, not just wear, like, no, they're excited. The, the other way. <laughs> the other way. They're expected to wear things. Um, they're expected to wear things once, and then wear, find something new to wear because they're trying to influence people into um, dressing a certain way, like having a new look, uh, inspiring people to look like a specific style or whatever the case may be. But I think when they see her wearing this one dress one time, and then they wear it again, it's like, what are you? you broke? <laughs> Why are you wearing this again? Like, they associate that with, yeah. like, if you wear it twice, it's like, are you broke? Like, is there, is, I mean, and to, to be honest, the monarchy in Europe, they're not, they're not making that, they're not rich like that. I mean, they have money and assets in terms of, like, things, but they're not rich. They don't got billions of billions of dollars in the bank. They probably only have, like, hundreds of millions, or maybe, like, just a couple million in the bank. That keeps them afloat, but In terms of, like, access as a royal family, they get a lot of the stuff that they get for free, if I'm being, if I'm, from what I've read, from what I've read.
0: I get it. Like, famous people are seen as walking advertisements.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Because they want to, because these brands want to advertise their clothing. They want to showcase it to the world. And most people want to dress like Kate Middleton. Which, I don't know why, but...
0: Are you kidding? Oh, I can just remember this one outfit she wore for Christmas. It was a black cardigan and a red um, plaid skirt and these black boots. And I wanted that outfit so bad.
1: So I will say there's a lot of collection, a lot of design. <laughs> there's a lot of styles that I've seen her wear and even like other celebrities wear on the red carpet and these couture, beautiful couture gowns. That I'm like, yeah, perfect. That's beautiful. But I think, um, like for UK Militant, that's your like style muse. One of your style muse, maybe. And for me, I don't know who's my I don't really think I have a style muse, but I do get certain elements from certain people when it comes to like male um fashion people. So I just pick different styles. But anyways, not to go completely off topic, we do want to talk about couture. So I just wanna kind of pose this question for Ariel because this is her, she studied this, she's You know, she's very into like hand stitching, doing things by hand, not by machine and like beading and like embroideries and things like that. So this is her realm. I love it too. And I love the art and design behind it, but I think she knows a lot more than I do. So I wanted to ask this question. Why, what is couture? What is haute couture and why is it important?
0: hot couture is made to measure so it's made specifically for a person a specific person it's not made for mass production um you to be considered couture you have to work a certain amount of hours on it and i think it's around a hundred and something hours on that certain Mm -hmm. garment um
1: don't you have to be part of a school like a like a what's that school in paris called or that
0: Chambre, Chambre de Sintiquel, something like that.
1: Yeah, Le Chambre de Sintiquel.
0: Yes, they have to approve you as couture. But couture is technically made to measure, so it's made to fit you. That is pretty much the definition of couture. But couture in the sense of like the fashion world, it is all the other things.
1: Mm-hmm. And what are all the other things?
0: What I just said, made to measure, okay. 100 plus hours on the garment, and you're authenticated by the Chambre de Syndical. God, I can never say that name.
1: It's a long name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long name. I, when I was researching on um, couture, especially in some of the classes I was taking, I was just like, this is a long name, just, just to say that you're certified by, by them. But hey. But so why do you think, why is there, why... Um, there are so many brands that do couture in somewhat in some instances in their regular collection? Why is it so important to be classified or certified as a couture brand by this foundation?
0: Because you're doing all the, the techniques that go into couture, so there's these craftsmanships that go into it, so like pleating. Um, the bead work, the lace work, usually all of that is handmade, the dyeing process. Um, sometimes people will hand paint on the silk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a work of art. This it is what you're wearing. You're wearing, it's, you have to see couture up front to really appreciate it. It's not the $2,000 evening dress that you find at Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom. It is a $65,000 dress that has hours and hours and probably like five people working on it. And it's, you can feel it. It, First off, it's heavy, (laughs) but when you look at it, you're like, whoa, this wasn't a fabric made like at some factory that a machine beaded all of it. This is somebody who did it by hand and beaded this whole beautiful thing there was somebody who created this pattern for the beading process even to get into it you need help
2: like
0: <laughs> there's like all these components in the one of these dresses it's, I have no words you just you have to see it in person
2: yeah or, well, I agree like,
0: so I my favorite was Ralph and Russo I love them when they first came out they're the first brand outside of Paris to be considered couture so I thought that was amazing I was like yay this is possible maybe it can happen to me but couture is expensive so I probably won't see that anytime soon yeah. however they did a pop-up shop in New York and they had their collection there and I thought oh I can't wait to see it and I got to try on one of the dresses and I needed a friend to help me get into it no words it was amazing
1: oh yeah that's I mean I think I think um when people think of couture they think of especially the regular Joe Schmo who are not in fashion they think like oh this is kind of it's super expensive for what it is especially now it's like I feel like a lot of the collections are not watered down but they're kind of like in a not as extravagant as they used to be but when you look at the detail and the work craftsmanship like we're going to talk about these specific designers but dior like a lot of their the this season's collections they use a lot of they use a medley of different techniques like hand stitching hand painting like the beading the embroideries it was very like old it was very like victorian style so it was just kind of like those different techniques kind of go into the pricing like how you say like five people worked on this specific dress or a specific garment and it's heavy like it weighs you down but like when you look at it and you weigh, you feel like a different person that's what couture essentially is it's 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 art think of if you're going to like miami like basel art show in miami and you're buying like a piece of artwork like either it's a statue or like a painting or whatever those things are expensive (laughs) don't get me wrong it's like it's like buying the mona lisa like if you were to buy the mona lisa that's like that's like i'm sure it's like the price is like oh you know out of this world but like if you were to buy something like that like you're when you buy couture obviously you have to think in you have to take into account like how this how many people have worked on it? how many hours it takes to create these designs the type of materials being used like majority of it is silk, silk taffeta, silk fay, um, maybe wool, cashmere, but majority of it is silk. it's like natural fi- like natural fibers, not cellulosic fibers, naturals um, meaning natural meaning like it's created by it's, it's um, created by nature. Cellulosic is created in is created in like a in like a lab or something like that. Yeah. But that's what goes into this this type of collection and it makes it very extravagant, makes it very unique to the person. Um, and then I guess one of my questions would be like I know we kind of talked about this before, but like who is like who is the is the who's the customer for this type of collection is there still a customer especially now in this pandemic world that we're living in is that still is couture still relevant
0: yes because we're gonna get out of this pandemic it's only mm-hmm. a lot of time um yeah,
1: yes we will get out of it yes. but I'm just like
0: during like, the pandemic no because there's nowhere to go but uh-huh. there's in couture there are only four thousand people in the world who buy couture so that should answer that question mm. there's only four thousand people It is not. Brands that do couture do not rely on couture to make their money. Couture is mainly shown as a fantasy for you to buy into the brand. They don't expect their customers to buy the couture. They expect them to buy the perfume, the makeup, they're ready to wear the shoes, the handbags, anything that they can to buy into the brand. Couture is mainly for the wealthy obviously because it's expensive um the red carpet and um royalty
1: royalty yeah because you see a lot of like the royals like i was i follow um queen reina from dubai (laughs) um and uh I follow her on Instagram and she posts like, she, she is a fashionista for sure. And she's always decked down in coutures. Well, some like regular, like ready to wear, but like the most expensive exclusive stuff. But then I see her in like some pieces are couture and I'm just like, dang, like <laughs> if only, <laughs> but I also, I think, and that's great. Cause I think like, for a brand like you, like, I know you, hopefully, maybe, I don't know. I know you talked about this in the beginning. You aspire to kind of be in that that situation, that realm, where couture could be an option. But it's like, there's only 4,000 people in the entire world that actually buy couture. Like, I, I know why, I know how, but like how do how does a person market to those types of people like how do they get them in and if and with that is the red carpet a conduit to kind of attract those customers?
0: The red carpet is seen as advertisement because the celebrities don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like peop the designers fight to dress a certain celebrity so they're not paying for it. Um right. But because like I love the dress that Versace made for Blake Lively at the Met Gala.
2: Mm-hmm, that one mm-hmm.
0: for, forget what that topic was, but it was like on religion. Have you yeah. ever seen that anywhere else or anybody wearing that again? No, but
1: no. <laughs>
0: dang, you wish you could go and buy that.
1: <laughs> right. Uh-huh.
0: And it's just, it makes it so much. But I'm trying to think of what, the words are but I'm sure Versace sales went up after, after that. that yeah after, after seeing, that. seeing her dress like what 10 people there I mean Jesus mm-hmm. it was amazing didn't they, have
1: like a, didn't they have like a um because I know with like these brands that do short because you know Versace shows couture Dior Chanel Valentino don't usually they have like a group of like muses like I know Rihanna was a part of like one of those muses and like um when before Givenchy stopped, before Givenchy's creative director, it was Ricardo Tishi, they used Beyonce as like their one of their muses. So I know like they have like a group of people that kind of like represent the brand. And then um, people that follow those brands, they'll follow those influencers or whatever you would call them, those, you know, celebrities, they want to wear whatever it is that they wore at the Met Gala. Because I remember one time, um, there was um, how do I explain this? I used to work. I used to uh, intern for this stylist, um, and she would dress these big celebrities, like big time celebrities. And one of them was Lupita Nyong'o, and Lupita Nyong'o wore this couture dress to this. Um, I think it was either I can't remember if it was the Met Gala. This was before, This was when she was like getting big when she first when she got her first oscar nomination award this was before she was known and she wore like i think it was i feel like it was the calvin klein dress that she wore to the met gala that apparently got stolen (laughs) and um a lot of people that followed this stylist DM'd her, like, where can I get this dress? Where can I get this look? I want it. Like, how much is it? Like, and she had to, like, tell them, like, it was custom made by so-and-so. So, like, I, you would have to talk to them. And it was just, like, a lot of, like, people that were willing to wear something that was similar to what the celebrity was wearing. So I see the power in, like, you know, influential style, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does.
2: But.
1: But I I I don't know I I find couture very cool I find it very artistically appealing just because with couture you can go in many different avenues there's no there's no roadblocks you're not looking at trends you're not looking at what are, what's the transfer that people are buying you your creativity your mind and what you want it to look like can go in many different avenues and you can create it to the way that you want it to look and just be proud of it. People buy it. Great. If people don't buy it, it is what it is. Like I know brands make a budget specifically for couture knowing that they're probably not going to make their money back. Maybe some do, but some don't. So, so, and then I guess another question is from, for you is like, since there's a small amount of couture buyers, I, how is it? How is it somehow so profitable? Because I see a lot of, I read a lot of articles, and there's a lot of designers that are saying, "Oh, it's you know the couture collections are profitable for them." Not all can say the same thing, but like, why do you think it's kind of profitable? Because I know you said with Ralph and Russo, they don't have, they maybe have like 400 people or 50, 40 people that buy their couture, but each dress or each garment is like $60,000. So if you times that by 40, that's like a lot of money, right?
0: Yes, but then the collection, had, they had to make all those samples, and then they had to do the runway show and hire all the models and the makeup mm. artists and hairstylists. So are they really breaking even? I don't know, but Ralph and Russo did start as a couture brand, um, but their shoes and handbags are probably what made them break even. Mm. But usually a lot of couture brands rely on like um, perfumes.
2: So- perfumes Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Mm to allow them to keep doing stuff like that but yeah the buyers aren't there's not enough to keep it going just on its own yeah oh and then I wanted to bring this up too because I see it all over social media that they say the rich not the rich uh designers aren't targeting the rich they're targeting like the poor people to buy into it and show it as like status that is not what designers are doing
2: what are they doing? I
0: just want to make that clear. Um, and they'll say, "Oh, but you know, um, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates—they don't wear designer." Well, no, they're tech people. They don't care. So yeah. that's why these rich, like people, like mm-hmm. uh, Zuckerberg, aren't wearing designer because they could care less. That's why his wife isn't wearing designer. They're tech people. They don't care. So I just then want. To- I'm sorry
1: who are the people that actually wear designer? Like, are they more so like celebrities or friends of the brands that kind of just buy it because they're, you know, they like the collection?
0: People wear designer. Designer is for people who like quality. Mm -hmm. That is who it's for. The people who buy designer that have Chanel, 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 the black Mm -hmm. Chanel bag. They're telling people, look, I own Chanel. But the people who might have money don't usually buy that. They buy yeah. for the quality. That's what they're paying for. It's not a scam by designers to have people. I don't know. I don't know what people are coming up with nowadays, but like that's not what designer brands are for and I just want to get that out there. Like I'm so yeah, annoyed. It's
1: more like a status.
0: It's not a status. It's just like you're buying quality stuff that's gonna last. <laughs>
1: But I feel like it's also a status, too, because it's like, you're, yeah, you're buying clothing that, that lasts. Yes, the quality is there. But also it's like, and you know this, we've worked at, we've worked at luxury, high-end retail before. Like, we worked at Neiman Marcus. Like, you, we've sold Chanel. We've sold I know
0: what you're going to say, but your top customers weren't like the customers you are going to bring up.
1: Okay. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <Okay>. I agree. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, she she got me there. <laughs>
0: Cause but I know I still, who you're talking about. Yes.
1: But I still feel like I still feel like there is some sort of a status. Like, oh, I'm at Neiman's, or I, I'm at Bergdorf's, I'm at Nordstrom's, I'm at Saks, I'm at Barney's. But that's
0: a different customer.
1: But they're still able to. But they're still buying it in that in that with that mindset. Like, yeah, yeah, it's quality, some- but they're buying it with. Like, oh, this is a, this is something that can show off to, like, my group of friends.
0: Yeah, but that's not what designer is for. Designers is for quality and to appreciate it, not just because it has a name and you can tell people, oh, look.
1: No. <laughs> True. Yeah. Why is couture still relevant? Why do people, are, why are people, like, buying it? Why are people, sh- why are even the designers showing it? Because I I've always thought, like, yeah, it's not necessarily a dying business, but it's not a thriving business. Why spend all your resources on this, on this collection when you do four other collections that sell at retail stores a season, a, a year? So you're adding six collections to your to your entire business. Four of them make you money; the rest of them don't make you as much money. I'm just kind of like, but I, then again, it's like you have these other licensing deals like handbags um shoes cosmetics all the stuff that kind of supplement that but still
0: well and i feel people forget is that as a fashion designer you are creating art it's still art Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: this is like couture would be a dream to be able to do even if no one bought it like i'm showing you what i want to create i'm having no limitations on design on Mm -hmm. fabric on the amount of beading i do like i can go all out and that's like a dream come true to
1: me for a designer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then let's kind of go into it a little yeah. bit more. So we want to go more into like who were the de- who were the designers that showed at Couture Week, who were like who who are our top three designers. So um, I guess I'll start it off since you started off last week. Um, so my favorite designer um, from Couture Week. Was Fendi? I I know Ariel doesn't like didn't like Fendi, <laughs> but
2: um,
1: I actually really enjoyed Fendi. I really enjoyed the collection. I thought the the collection was beautiful. It was very realistic into what we were going through right now in terms of fashion, because not a lot of people are dressing in these high volume laced like tulle gowns. It was like a lot of them were like embroidered pajama sets, maybe wool like dresses that you can wear to a white tie, like a white tie event or um, different like coats, like silk blouses, silk coats that you can probably wear at a Zoom meeting if you're some type of high powerful billion dollar, <laughs> um, I don't know, like executive. Like it's just it was just very realistic to what we were going through right now. Um, in terms of like the pandemic and how fat, how women are dressing in terms of and what we're going through. So I just felt like it was so realistic to me. If you really, if you really like look at each piece by on its own and not look at it as a whole, like oh, that blouse looks amazing. I can style it with something that I have in my closet. Or those trousers look great. I can wear it casually with a white T-shirt. Just things like that. If you look at it in that way, I felt like this collection kind of like, it it could be worn together, but it can also be worn with other things that are in your closet if you you want. So that's what I really liked about the collection. And also just the staging, the scenery. Like I was reading the show notes um, on Vogue and like he was inspired by this um, this barn or this farmhouse in Europe in 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 London or UK success of the UK, and he was kind of like thinking, thinking creatively of like the type of woman that would you know that are wearing couture today, but also like um, just the inspiration from this scenic view or scenic location that he was inspired by. Um, and also I liked how he kind of paired or the models were like more they're not like regular models. Well, they're beautiful people. But it was like Demi Moore opened the show. Christine Turlington and her husband opened the show, James Turlington. Um, just real like, yes, they're celebrities, but just like real like older, younger, a mixture of people. They also had like a pl- like a more voluptuous woman. And I was just like, yes. Like, it was just very um, fashion, it was very forward when it comes to like what we're going through in the times of like, representation, you know, diversity, inclusivity. It just really hit the mark on that. And that's what I really liked about it.
0: I did not feel the same. Um, (laughs) I've been liking what Fendi's been doing, but this collection I didn't care for. I was super excited for it and I was
1: disappointed. What did you not like about it?
0: It seemed boring. And I understand we're going through it like the times right now, but still it's couture and it just, it seemed like it could be part of a normal collection. And it, it didn't feel couture to me, I guess the details and like the ears, I guess, could be considered couture, but, uh. and I just, I, all I can think from that collection is the dress that Kate Moss wore and how Diet Prada considered it, uh, mother of the bride oh. and that's bad.
1: The mother of the bride could look cute too. Don't don't do that to the mother of the bride. But
0: it didn't look like a current mother of the bride dress. It looked like, you know, ten years ago. Wow.
1: Yeah. Hey. But, that,
0: but you know, that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, you you heard it from Ariel. <laughs> I really love this collection. I don't know. I just loved it. But like I get it. Like it, it when you think of control, you think of something more extravagant, something bigger than life. But I don't know, I just feel like it made sense, it made sense, yeah it's more it's, it's compared to like their regular collections it's more expensive, but I just feel like it made sense to me. I liked it. I enjoyed it what was your what was your collection What, what did you like? so
0: i I know we both like it, so we'll just do your second and my first was Chanel. Yeah I loved how feminine it looked. Um, It wasn't a bunch of tweed. It was like a mixture of things. It still felt very Chanel, but it felt like it was just more fun. And it was very small, which is different from what Chanel does. Mm
1: -hmm. And I I like that. I agree. I, I, I was reading the show notes on this one as well. It was, they were using then the inspiration was kind of like a garden wedding like a garden mm-hmm. side wedding at like some type of chateau or whatever in, in paris or in london or whatever and i just like how whimsical how feminine how just pretty everything looked like yeah i even liked how like they have their because I know Chanel has a bunch of different muses, like muses meaning like they have a bunch of different like brand ambassadors, like celebrity brand ambassadors. And I liked how they have Penelope Cruz, Marianne Cartier, and other like French, like celebrities in Paris, just at like, just randomly in the show, not in the show, like walking the stage, but like in the audience. Like it was just like those five people in the audiences just watching the show. I loved how they have there's group of muses that they are inspired by to kind of watch the collection. And they looked elegant, too. I was looking at Penelope Cruz and Marion Cartier. I was like, Marion Cartier, she's my favorite actress, like, favorite French actress. She looked gorgeous. Gorgeous with her hair slicked down in a couture. Goodness, I was like, damn, you look so cute. Like, I just, I was into it. And in Penelope Cruz, I had not seen her in anything as of late, but she looks good. All of them look good. Even the models walking down the runway looked amazing. Like it, it was perfect. just like a fantasy. It was like yeah. you said. It was very much a fantasy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was like very florally. Like you saw the floral arches. Um, it was very much a scenic, like in terms of like location and like the scenery and like all that stuff. The staging of the show. Like if you see, if you go on Vogue, dot you can see the entire show. If you even go on Chanel's um,
2: yeah. YouTube page
1: you can see the show and you can see how they had like a small little like presentation. It was very filmed. And even like the music, they had the little like seventies, that seventies music, but in like a different rendition. I forgot the name of the song, but it was so.
2: It was perfect.
1: It was perfect. 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 I couldn't, like, I had not had, like, normally I'm really against Chanel just because I feel like they're lazy, (laughs) but this time I thought they did it. And did you, did you notice that they had more of like a voluptuous model? The second look, where she was in that big, that long cardigan, she wasn't like stick skinny as the other ones. She was very much more, she had hips and she had, you know, and she had, you know. You know. (laughs) (laughs) But she was very very voluptuous, so I was just like, yes, it's okay, yeah. It was just one model, but hey, women, Chanel is, t- is taking the time. We'll take what we can get. We'll take what we can get. But I really, 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 really enjoyed that look, that that collection. It was just out of all the collections, this is my favorite. Uh, like all their like seasons that they do, like pre fall, springs, yeah. like uh, this was my favorite
0: for color wise for couture. Uh, this season, yeah, it was my favorite. I love the pastels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would consider yeah. them my favorite.
1: Yeah, I would consider my favorite. Um, and I guess I'll go into, like, my, my third one, <laughs> which is my last one, um, Valentino. I love Valentino. I think Valentino, they are... So Pier Paolo Piccolo, he's, the now, he's now the creative director, the sole creative director. Before it used to be Maria Chiri, um, Mia Grazia Cherry, who is now the creative director for um, Dior. But I love his mind. He's using artistic beauty, like he's using different like, um, he's manipulating what we think beauty represents and when, when i mean by beauty i mean by he's using different colorways he's using vibrant colors he's using fabrication um different techniques to kind of like um manipulate the the draping of the materials that he's using whether it's silk or taffeta or things like that it's so extravagant but still very subtle um there's no like intricate beading or like maybe some type of like appliques or things like that but it's like when you look at it, it just seems so like, like, it's just, it was just beautiful. I really, I really enjoyed that, that collection. I loved his other collections, but I feel like this one, I liked it even more because I felt like um, he used a lot of vibrant colors, more vibrant colors instead of those like vibrant muted colors, like those burgundies and those purples and things like that. He used like hot pinks, he used vibrant reds, whites, like neon greens, like, these beautiful colors and then he also had a mixture uh, array of models and i'm actually noticing that a lot of these couture designers or these brands have men in their collection like in fendi they had maybe two men male male models wearing men couture clothing and valentino the same thing they had two male male models wearing like a men's look and it was like not a regular men's look it was just more detailed more extravagant more I don't know how else to explain it but yeah I'm noticing how they're doing that and I'm also in this in this collection in Valentino they had diverse models not just in terms of color but also in terms of like size like they had maybe one model who was a little bit more I wouldn't say she was like a size 12 maybe she was like a size 8 or maybe a 10 but like she looked great amazing in this collection and I was just like dang like I feel like now they're stepping it up which is good. great I think they should they need to yeah. be pressed on their necks a little bit more but they look good it looks amazing and this is my favorite collection honestly one of my favorite collections
0: I didn't care for it I don't have anything bad to say and I don't really have anything good to say it was just wasn't
1: wasn't your favorite
0: no it wasn't any it didn't have any impact on me
1: Mm-hmm. Like, okay. what what is it that what is it that will make you fall in love like do you feel like because of where we are in this world do you think they a lot of these couture designers have kind of like slacked a little bit
0: i feel like this season they really were slacking okay a lot because okay. there was this one designer julie d lebron i think her name mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. i don't even know how that co- that collection was couture i i don't i agree <laughs> i like this is ready to wear um i don't understand how this is couture i don't see any beadwork. i mean it doesn't have to have beadwork, but i don't see anything in here that a machine could not have done
1: yeah i agree with you on that one because i was looking at alexander Vauthier Vauthier. Mm-hmm. um and his was the same it i was just like this is couture yeah it was i honestly thought this was his fall 2021 runway collection not his couture collection but it said couture and i was just like this does not look couture this is not couture compared to what valentino uh fendi and chanel have done this doesn't compare it's like how can you classify this couture but then again couture you can't really there's no rules i mean there's rules but there's no like
0: I feel like now there are less rules because they just brought somebody else into couture. He's a 24 year old kid who lives in Paris. And I don't remember his name because I didn't care for his collection, (laughs) but it was like modern art or it looked like graffiti art.
1: Was it Charles D? I think so. Yeah, I saw his collection. I wasn't that impressed.
0: But it, but you know what I mean? It's like yeah. couture mm-hmm. used to be this feminine, whimsical, fantasy, like, collections. And now it's, like, modern. Um, I'm trying to think of the other words that I mean.
1: Modern, may, maybe, like, edgy, maybe, like, contemporary feel. Look. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was truly, like... In some aspects, it was artistic, but I feel like there's certain aspects of it where it was just like, kind of like, you could have done this in your regular collection and did something more extravagant in your couture collections, if that's what you want. Yeah. You know?
0: But, I mean, maybe that's just the way it's going, and that's what people want, and... All right, I just wanted more feminine.
1: Yeah, I agree. I do agree with you on that, because I feel like I feel like we're going away from the... F- femininity of couture because couture is that um that's what they're creating it for but I feel like also because there's no set ground rules on how you create your collections as long as it's created by hand has a certain amount of people has a certain amount of hours in it I just feel like it doesn't it doesn't come up to par with what you're what we're expecting a lot of them, at least. Yeah. That's why when I was looking at Couture, I was like, this is so hard because there's not really – because I not really want to choose, like, n- brands that were not known because that's my thing. I don't want to choose, like, these regular – that I know they're going to do the, the job because they have all those types of money. But, like, I was looking at the other ones, I was just like
0: – Well, it, and then the thing, too, is a lot of brands that do Couture did not show this season.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why – there, it was really hard to pick three.
1: Very hard to pick
0: three. Be, yeah, because Ralph and Risa didn't show, Elisa, Zahir Murad. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it.
1: So really quickly, what what was your last one? What was your... You you were on your second or third one, right?
0: I have two more, but... Um, Liana uh, Seherjanko. No, mm-hmm. Seherjanko. Jenko Yes, I'm saying it so weird. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um I just love the 20s so I'll say that one real quick. Um, and just how it was perfect for 2021 because after the last pandemic, we had the roaring 20s. So I thought, I like their sense of humor. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I felt it. I appreciate it. See where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next one for me would be Dior.
1: Dior.
0: I love their Bridgerton-themed collection. <laughs> See,
1: I don't understand why people are following this Bridgerton-type style. I'm just like, listen, we're not in the 18, 1500s. We're not there. Was it 1800s or 1500s? I feel like it was 18, 1800s. We're not there. Why are we going back? I just, I like, listen, I like the collection. I love the, the painting, the hand embroidery, the medley of techniques that they use to create this collection. I, like, I was looking at their, like, they, Dior has this, like, on their um, YouTube page, Dior has this, like, series called the Sava Frere, savoir faire, sorry savoir fair excuse my french um which is basically like the atelier their showroom where they show the detailings and like how it's made and things like that and they do a great job at showcasing all their artisans all their like you know they have the um I forget their names. I know it's in French, but I can't remember the names. What was the the head the head designer of Couture like? They have though no, the Petit Ma. They have the um, the other one. I forget. I can't remember the name the the name of their jobs. But they have these women and men create these collections by hand or create these looks by hand, stitching them, hand stitching them in such beautiful detail. Like if you watch their videos, it's like maybe three minutes. For each season, watch these videos. You'll find a full appreciation for Couture. They do such a great job at just creating these creating these videos and like showcasing their work, the artwork behind it. You'll be fully inspired. And like I was inspired. But I felt like this collection, in terms of like where we are and
2: Newness.
1: but newness but it's not even new it's like old i was just like y'all like we don't i don't care for bridgerton style like bridgerton is not that fame not that great of a show for me to be like oh i want to dress like um what's the what's daphne what's her name daphne bridgerton or something what's her name
0: yeah
1: i don't want to dress like daphne bridgerton i don't want to da- dress like her sisters i don't want to dress like these heifers <laughs> in is this daggone you? show
0: so many people want to dress that way. And the Empire waist dress have always come back in style.
1: Of course, yes.
0: That's just more of a style. literal approach. But it was still the feel that Dior gave, the photography, the lookbook. I mean, they clearly told a story. And I really appreciated it and enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I will say the video, the 15-minute video that they posted, If I don't know if you saw it, but like, the fifteen minute fifteen minute video of like it did definitely tell a story, um, and I really enjoyed that. And it kind of showcased the entire collection. Like this one model was just wearing it all together, and then they had like a medley of like their like their other models wearing the collection and showing the showing the lookbooks and all that stuff, which is great. But I just felt like, is this style relevant to this day? is it relevant yes we have a tv show that kind of makes it more relevant and we have designers that use that have that you know victorian design aesthetic being more sought after because of this show but i just felt like when i look at couture i want to see more innovation i want to see something that's different that's unique whether it's fabrication beading um, stitching design whatever silhouette but I felt like this one, I was just looking at, I was looking at an exhibition at the Met, Met, basically. I was looking at an exhibition at the Met. That's what I felt I was looking at. I wasn't looking at anything new. Shady as it sounds, but I just felt like I was looking at either an exhibition at the Met, the exhibition at um, Victoria and um, Albert's museum in london and ex- all these exhibitions that you see of these designers now i did not see anything new i just felt like i was looking at something that was made in the past
0: but still when you go to those exhibitions don't you want to wear what you see
1: okay not really i don't know
0: oh.
2: well, hard to that answer that question.
1: it's hard to answer that question because yes because it looks because of you never think to you never I feel like innovation back then is more is different than it is now because I feel like now we have a lot more resources. Back then, there was not a lot of resources for them to create what they created. You know how Dior created that translucent like blue gown with like the beatings and like the crystals and all that stuff. That was an innovative moment in the nineteen fifties that he created. Um, sorry, Dior Christian Dior, yeah. um, the design. Yeah, so seeing now how we're going back then and yes the techniques were amazing with the paintings with paintings on the actual garments the details and all that stuff but i just felt like i was looking at an exhibit at a museum i wasn't looking at anything really striking at least for this collection uh, but. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's, I mean, that we have all, we both have differences of opinions. She likes, this is what she likes, this is what I like, but I feel yeah. like, I feel like all together with those designers, I feel like in general, it was a good, it was a good season, right? I would say pretty much, like a, it was like an okay season. It wasn't like a, you know, yeah. I wasn't odd, I wasn't ood. but I was like naturally pleased. Yeah yeah so yeah that's a little bit of couture that we wanted to go with y'all we thank you so much for coming into this episode weekly and just kind of listening to us ramble and talk about fashion because we love it so um if you would be so kind to like share and subscribe um on all channels whether it's youtube or apple music or sorry apple podcasting or spotify that would be amazing And just follow us. Our um, social medias are going to be at the bottom. So, thank you. Have a good one. Bye, y'all.